0: What's good, y'all? It's your boy Simon. I'm your host for today. I'm Jesse Boone. I'm Cody Stoffer. <laughs> and all of us are here to bring you some news about sports, our opinions. We're going to talk NFL, college football, and a little bit of baseball. Is that right? That is, is all right. right. All right, so let's get into it. So we got the NFL season week two. So it's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to go week by week, or sorry, game by game uh, this week, but we're going to hit the big headlines. So. First off, let's talk about the big time injuries. Ben Roethlisberg's done. Well, there's one thing, and then there's Drew Brees, and some people are saying he's done too. So, uh, Jesse, how about you go first? What do you think about the injuries to Big Ben and uh, Drew Brees? Well, what's the impact?
1: Well, I think both teams are not going to play as well without them, and I personally think that both of these guys are done. Their their careers are over. They're They're over? I think both their careers are over.
2: What do you think, Cody? Well, Drew Brees' thumb is only supposed to have him out for six to eight weeks. So I think he can still get back. It's just a thumb is, is my thoughts. I know, with but
1: the he's still on. I mean, he's still going to. After the season, I think he's done. Like I said, I think I think this is it. Uh, well, if they
2: don't make the playoffs because of the six weeks that he misses or eight weeks that he misses, I feel like he might run it back one more time. Okay. That's like one, more,
1: give one more shot. Yeah,
2: because, I mean, I feel like Drew are is the type of guy to let his last, his legacy be defined by him. an injury riddled last season. Where would you put their playoff chances right
1: now for both teams? Well, I think you going to make a playoff. I,
2: I also agree. Do you want to hear the next six to eight weeks for the Saints? Sure. Um, at Seattle versus Dallas versus Tampa Bay, which may not sound like a threat, That's a trap but, but it's a trap game for sure. At Jacksonville, at Chicago, Versus Arizona, versus Atlanta, and at Tampa Bay. All of these teams look pretty decent, and I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater is gonna beat the Seahawks. He's not gonna beat Dallas, and then facing Saxonville and then Chicago back to back. Like, they'll be lucky if Teddy Bridgewater makes it out of the stretch alive, honestly, with well, his injury history.
1: <laughs> Tyson Hill's gonna be. Yeah, what yeah, about Tyson board. Hill?
2: I don't think he's ready to take the Saints to the
0: playoffs. No, definitely not. Okay. I, he's, he's, a, he's more of a running back anyway. So, <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's fair. In my opinion, so y'all know what it is. I'm a biased Steelers fan. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I don't think the Steelers are done yet. I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to like definitively say that the Steelers just won't make the playoffs. I'll just be honest. I think Mason Rudolph looked great. He uh, went, what is it, like a hundred yards, two touchdowns and one interception? But that interception was because of Dante (laughs) Moncrief, because he can't catch anything and should be cut. So there's a difference there. If Moncrief did not, you know, drop that pass, he probably would have been in field goal range. It it wasn't even a drop;
2: it was like a tip drill. Kind of funny to watch. Second time he's tipped it into nowhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's had like 10 drops in the last two games, which is kind of insane. So, Wait, did you say 10? Yeah. I'm almost almost I haven't even heard of that. I, I didn't even hear that. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. He's <laughs> yeah. really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. The
2: Steelers got to be really happy about their offseason signing.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Days. But, hey, you know what? You 10 just cost us a 10 he just
1: crossed the dose the game. almost us. as bad as Garrett Bowles setting the record for most holding penalties in the, in the game. Ooh. <laughs> We want to talk about <laughs> We'll get to that in a second, but we'll keep
2: <coughs> talking yeah. Steelers and then we'll vent about our Broncos. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah, the Steelers, we did lose Big Ben for the season. I think he is done. I think Big Ben is done. But honestly, it just depends on how well Mason Rudolph plays. Because if Mason Rudolph even has a slightly mediocre season, I think Big Ben believes he could come back and beat him out. Honestly.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, you also got to look at coming up. We'll talk about college football later, but. I was looking this morning at the quarterbacks that are going to be in this year's draft, and it's stacked. Oh well, yeah. It is stacked. <laughs> you have Jalen Hurts, Jake Fromm, Tua, and then this guy from LSU, like, oh, Burrow? Burrow? He's going yeah, he's, he's to play in the he NFL. He played lights out against <laughs> so, yeah.
2: U of T. He's a right, Simon? one.
0: <laughs> yeah, Hey, what about the boy Sam Ellinger, though? He played great against the top five defense of the nation in LSU.
2: I don't think he—he. He, we shouldn't bring up Sam Ellinger with these other guys in, Whoa. in his draft class. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> really? You don't? You weren't impressed at all that he threw for mm-hmm. over 300 yards? No, no, he—he no. He did a great job. I, I just he, don't think he he's was, an NFL
1: quarterback. He must, I think might. he'll still get drafted. I think he'll get yeah. drafted in the second tier quarterbacks in these ones that we just talked about. But he'll still make it in the NFL. I don't know if he'll start, but like. I don't think he should start right away. But he's a
0: good,
2: yeah, you know. He's probably. I just think don't put his name with. To a
0: from in Hertz. In Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'll be, I'll still pull in my head of Burrow though. I'll be honest. I don't know. Against that I Texas think,
1: defense though? Was that really that in, I mean I just think I just think Burrow's a more NFL stock quarterback. Okay. Alright, so well, uh, that's fair. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm just saying like anyways, back to the the, the main thing here is with This draft class coming coming up is why I say, I think Drew Brees and Ben Hoffman are both done because I just think
0: the Saints and the the Steelers can go and pick up someone that could take over day one. That's fair. Honestly, I think the Steelers have a guy in Mason. If they don't, I'd be very surprised. So we'll just have to see. But how about both of y'all answer this for me? Do y'all think that the Steelers and Saints would both draft a quarterback in this next year's draft?
1: I the Steelers will I think the Saints will not. I,
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out either possibility just with the landscape of the NFL and I think we have to see how Teddy Bridgewater does. But I don't know if they see Taysom Hill as a long term solution no, or something. No, so no. no, I mean, he's and, like twenty eight, so. And we'll see if we'll see if Drew Brees comes back. Either. Because yeah. if Drew Brees, you know, as I predicted, comes back following the injury because they didn't make the playoffs or something then I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. Okay. Also, I want to follow up. If the Steelers draft a quarterback or if Mason Rudolph takes over, I also want to rule out Big Ben probably potentially playing for another team.
0: I can see that.
1: Miami, dude. <laughs>
2: that That wouldn't be the greatest. Use the help. They could.
1: They're, they're terrible. They're historically bad. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but hey, how about them Jets, though? They're, they might be right up with Miami. I'll oh, be honest. Gosh, I don't know if the Jets win a single game rest of the year. No, <laughs>
2: they'll, they'll pick up
0: once Sam Donald's back in the lineup. They'll win they'll a few games. But he's out for a while. He's lost, he's yeah.
1: Lost, lost. Well, th- they said they said three weeks. It's also Manos, like he could come back next week. It really, really depends should, on how he's yeah. about, how it's he, how going. Um, but if we go back to like our NFL preview Simon a few few weeks ago, my I'm completely wrong with Jets. They are not going to that division. Yeah, (laughs) might not even win over five games. So they were were my dark horse choice
2: to make like a nine and seven run, and I'm starting to have my doubts. No, that's not gonna happen. They should have beat Buffalo in week one if they wanted to be taken seriously. Like losing to Cleveland, that's an okay team to lose to, especially when you're on your third string quarterback, Luke Falk. Yeah, true. But
1: the way that they lost was very Washington State represent, bro. Washington State (laughs) represent
0: (laughs) the Mike Leach offense.
1: Yeah, dude, you got Mike Falk. No, not my fault. Blue Falk, Falk. Goddard, Gardner, uh, Gardner Minshew. last two quarterbacks come out
2: of there. Speaking sure. of Gardner Minshew, what were your guys' thoughts on his NFL debut as a starter
1: for Jacksonville? I think he, I think he played pretty well. I really do. I think. Yeah. I think he showed some potential. I think we'll start to see how it goes in the future. I mean, but it was against Houston, Houston which fast. is good defense. Yeah, that's a tough team.
2: He threw the game time... Or potentially game time touchdown, and then they went for two with Leonard Fournette, and that's how they lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought he played all right. There's not really much to say here. I feel, I feel like you gotta watch him a little bit more. I've always thought he was a project quarterback. Like he could, you know, step in and start, but like don't expect a whole time. I'm gonna stick to next to the whole uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick comparison I made last week. And then the whole, you know, that's how the whole nickname we got for him. Yeah, Minshew magic, yeah, magic. magic. Yeah, Minshew Magic. Yeah.
2: I mean, he certainly dresses with some Minshew Magic. Yeah, you see yeah, that yeah. outfit? He's <laughs> out got a good plane. He's got yeah. swag at least. Yeah, no, yeah. It's,
0: it's something, all right? <laughs> Looking like Fitzpatrick last year when we all thought he was going to win MVP in oh, yeah. like, two weeks. Two weeks at a time, baby. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll see what's up with Minshew. I still think Dobbs will get his start there or get a chance. I mean, they I don't think they have anything to lose. Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll be real. I think the Jaguars, they, they need this year to take a step back and get rid of some pieces. and Some of those know, pieces would, might be Jalen Ramsey. Well,
1: he's going anyway. either way. So I think yeah. I think they're going to be just fine. I, I personally think, I don't think they need to take a step back at all. I think if anything, they can... They can push teams in, for the playoffs. Like
2: the I really think. The AFC South is really weak. Yeah. It's yeah. wide open. Yeah. In my opinion. I
0: think I, they have a chance. I don't think they need to take a step back at all. Well, I do think the Texans I mean, they gotta be like the front runners though, right? They barely beat the they Jaguars. They barely beat the Jaguars. <laughs> hey, two and wait, right? No, no they're not. They're one, one and one. 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 Lost the Saints. Dang, that's right. Yeah. We'll have to see them.
2: We'll and, and have to see. The Colts are one and one and the Titans are one and one. We don't really know what to expect from any of these AFC South teams. That's and true their interdivision games are gonna be what determine who wins the division, I think. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you definitively that the Texans are better than any other team there really.
1: Yeah, I would say if okay. you looked if you looked at the film, I think Jacksonville played just as good of a game, if not better than the
0: Texans. Okay. Alright. Well that's fair. I mean we'll just have to see it is week two. So we could speculate, overreact, do all these things, but uh, you know, it is week two and we gotta remember that. Alright y'all, so we're going to take a little break here, but after this we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about NFL trade rumors and trades that have happened so far after week two, coming up next. Alright, welcome back to The Cycle, this is episode four, and we're talking NFL football right now. So... A trade just dropped last night, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers. The Steelers gave up a first-round draft pick and a couple other picks, and really, you know, I I believe this is a great trade for the Steelers. I don't think we gave up too much. We did get a couple draft picks back in return, including, I believe, a fourth and a late-round pick. So here, before I go into my reaction, Cody, Jesse, how about y'all tell me what you think about this trade? I mean, Fitzpatrick was a first-round pick, right? So you
2: guys just gave the Dolphins... What his value was. Basically, yeah. um, I don't know if this move necessarily translates to wins, just because of like the position that the Steelers are in. But this is a great move long term. You guys need
1: secondary help, so yeah, I'd agree with that in the same way. I don't think I don't think it makes an immediate, immediate impact. If so I was gonna have to pick what this trade makes an immediate impact on, it's, its Dolphins because you yep. know they could get two first round or two top ten picks really in the draft. Potentially, yeah. yeah, so um, I don't think it makes an immediate impact to the Steelers, but it is. Yeah, I agree with you, Cody, on the fact that it is definitely a, a long-term investment, and I think, <coughs> I think, in the end, will pay off. Yes, not this year. What's your raw reaction?
0: My raw reaction? Well, it happened last night, but here, here's my raw reaction. I think this is a great move because we drafted a bust in Terrell Edmonds, and I know it's his second year, but honestly, he's really not that good. He's very inconsistent. He'll show flashes. Don't get me wrong. He'll show flashes. But he's no Mika Fitzpatrick. He didn't play at Alabama. He didn't win a ring. You didn't do any of that. He didn't he got drafted in the first round when he should have been drafted in the second or third. That's the grade I put on him uh, going into that draft. But the Steelers reached and were paying for it. But I think we got we got a good one in uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. You could easily play Edmund's spot, or really any spot, because he did play corner. He played safety. He played linebacker for the Dolphins and did a pretty solid job for them last year, which was his only year in the NFL. But he still did pretty good with 80 tackles and two interceptions. Yeah, he can he can play any. He play anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I think I think we need that because we, we... Can play D line. Okay, right. well, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's chill out right there. Don't don't disrespect Cam Hayward and you know Stephon to it, but and Javon Hargrave. But uh, I think you know we we got a good one for sure. I think we got a really good defensive player. I don't know if he'll translate into wins right away, just because you know we gotta get him up to speed with our defense and whatnot, but. I do think once he is up to speed, it will translate into wins. I just don't know when that will be. So it could be four games from now, five games from now, maybe even, you know, until the end of the season. But we'll we'll just have to see. I feel like this trade is a win-win
2: for both teams, which is something that's kind of rare to see in the NFL these days, that you feel like both teams got the good end of the stick but this is definitely a good example of a solid
0: trade very true it's very rare that you see a trade like this happen early on in the season too like a big time trade so absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, that brings us to our next one here simon um landing spots potential landing spots for jalen ramsey he got in a fight with with uh, doug monroe head coach didn't look as bad as I thought. Like, as I, everyone made it sound. It didn't look that bad. I mean, it just yeah. looks like Jalen Ramsey was just, just going off. But yeah, I wonder what the heck Doug Marrone yeah. said to Jalen Ramsey to
2: set him off like that. That's but, what I want to know. Yeah. Like, they're not yeah. going to tell us. No, no. but anyways,
1: <laughs> he requested a trade. Let's talk about some potential landing spots for, for Jalen Ramsey. Have, have we heard of any? I heard moves for it. I have not heard anything yet. All I know, all they've come out with this last like few days is that if Jalen Ramsey is not traded by the end of this week, he wants to play against the Titans. Yeah, he,
2: sa- he he did say in an interview that it, if he's not off the team He's still gonna try his best for his teammates and for the fans of Jacksonville and stuff like that. So we don't need to doubt J- Jalen's effort or motivation heading yeah. into this next week and I mean who wouldn't want to play against the Titans? I mean who's he gonna be covering AJ Brown? I mean, he's gonna lock down whoever. Corey is Davis. Their, yeah, Corey yeah, Davis. Yeah. He's gonna lock down whoever their number one is.
1: Well, I'm Corey Davis sure. is still that number one there right now. We'll see if that should <laughs> change. But
0: yeah. So Jalen Ramsey. There. Uh, I didn't really hear about many landing spots. I know, so we'll just we'll just
1: talk about just what we think. Teams that need cornerbacks.
0: Yeah. Basically. But I was honestly just gonna say any team that didn't get Minka Fitzpatrick like that's on the radar. So the Cowboys, uh, the Rams, I think are in that mix. The Chiefs are in that mix. Broncos, right? Definitely, definitely. And mix then in the mix. I'd say I want to say the Bears are in the mix, but I'm not sure. For F- Fitzpatrick, I don't know. For I don't, I didn't hear, I don't remember
1: hearing anything about that. But the Bears and Fitzpatrick. If the Cowboys but. got Jalen Ramsey, that would be horrible news for the rest of
0: the NFL. <laughs> well, I already picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. but Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> okay, let's break them down real fast. Break down a few, few, okay. few spots. Let's go, let's go with Dallas first. That's what we're talking about. All right, but They, they need a corner. <laughs> do like they have decent corners but this would just add way over the yeah top. this would make them a Super Bowl team yeah. and
2: and this is the type of splash move that Jerry Jones is always Willing like having to cold sweats about in the middle of the night Mm-hmm. like, oh, what can I do to catch the headlines? Yeah. So he trading like, for Jalen Ramsey. It, would, I mean, it so. would be
1: a lot like the Amari Cooper trade from last year. That's true. It really would. Yeah. I mean, so. I think I personally think that Dallas could give up a first round pick for for Jalen Ramsey and they'd be okay. They said
2: the Jaguars said they'll take more too. So yeah. I feel like the Cowboys would probably throw him more.
1: So yeah. do
0: you do y'all think that Jalen Ramsey is worth two first round picks if you're Dallas or multiple first round picks?
1: I don't. I don't know if two first round picks. Maybe like a first and a third. Yeah.
2: I say first and third is the ceiling. Yeah. Like a first for the upcoming draft and the third two years
1: from now. Uh-huh. I mean, I think you could who help me Simon who is the cornerback opposite of Chidobe Awuzie right now?
0: Byron Jones. Okay. He's he's pretty good. I'll yeah, be honest. He's I'm trying above to think average. I'm
1: trying to think if you could if you could package deal a first
0: rounder and one of the corners over. But I was trying to think which one it would be. I I mean, they have some solid corners. I'd probably oh, say true. either Anthony Brown or Guzziere. Yeah. But I
1: think they like Guzziere a lot, though. So I, I do. Know. I mean, yeah. he did he did get tested for for uh, steroids because he ran so fast. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, he caught someone. Dude, You did that happen? <laughs> he actually got tested for steroids after he caught, Saquon Bark from the other side of the. Field. Oh. Yeah, I he saw he
2: that. He got going like 24 miles per hour. I think, unlike yeah. the the next gen stats, uh-huh. is wild. Yeah.
1: Okay. And they, they tested him and he, he doesn't have steroids. He does not have steroids. He's just a fast guy. <laughs> fast.
0: That's a uh, another random <laughs> drug test by the NFL. That's a little weird, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. I would hate if the Rams got him too.
1: Okay, really? let's move on to the Rams next. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the Rams. Th- I think the Rams are already a playoff team. Obviously, well, yeah, possibly a Super Bowl team. I think this would solidify them, I think, if they got Jalen Ramsey.
2: And I don't know if the Rams are committed to Marcus Peters long term. I probably
0: wouldn't be, honestly. He's looked very inconsistent. Yeah, He's he's a little bit too aggressive playing the ball, but we kind of knew that coming out of Kansas City. But everyone just wanted to spin it that he was, you know, a good young corner. He's maybe a little bit too aggressive and maybe needed to balance out his play, but he hasn't really improved at all. And the Rams still made the Super Bowl, so there's that. But I think Jalen Ramsey would definitely be an upgrade. If you were the Rams, would you think about trading possibly Peters or Aqib Talib, or including them into that package for Jalen Ramsey? I'd trade either Ramsey. one of them for Jalen Ramsey in RB and like
2: a, I'd probably say a second round pick. Okay, for yeah. either one of them. If would they want a first, I'd consider it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Jalen Ramsey is a generation
0: talent. You are a plug and play guy for
1: sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about some less. Let's <laughs> take them less contending teams, I guess yeah, you could hey, say. hey,
0: let's talk about the Broncos, actually, because y'all are both fans. Yeah, the Broncos,
1: the Broncos could definitely use Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they did put all their money in the free agency and Bryce Callahan, but he's hurt right now. So, I mean... Who knows when he's going to feel yeah, healthy. Yeah, why not? autumn yeah. is horrible. <laughs> Isaac Yadam you know. is not the best, best corner, yes. He's one of the worst. Um, <laughs> he should be cut.
0: <laughs> I don't know about cut. That's fair.
1: But he doesn't look good, though. No, he does not look good at all. It's I mean hurt like by but, tight ends. Yeah, True. you can watch if you watch the uh the tape of the Oakland game, like every time Derek Carr drops back, he looks over at Isaac Adams away. Every single time. Yeah. And he didn't throw it every time, but he still looked to go at him every single time. So I think I think um that if the Broncos got Jalen Ramsey, I think it'd be a huge upgrade
0: up what would a package for Jalen Ramsey look like coming from the Broncos? <sighs> it's tough. I mean We might have to trade Chris Harris, which would suck. No, I mean,
1: okay, they might have to, but if, if that's what it takes, then I don't I I wouldn't do it. Because you need to have the two lockdown corners.
2: I mean, I mean Chris Harris is a lot older than Jalen Ramsey. So as much as I have love and loyalty for Chris Harris, you know, I feel like and he, while he's still good, Chris Harrison uh I'd say a second round pick. Once again, mm-hmm.
1: it would be okay. a fair a fair bargain for Jalen Ramsey. Okay, so Chris Harris and second Yeah, just because well, he's older.
0: What about on offense? Would y'all consider trading one of y'all's running backs, like uh, Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman? Well,
2: they have learned from that, so I don't know if they'd. Want they don't. Him. Yeah. Well, I don't, mean, just a backup because they, they, they don't have a
0: backup there after TJ Yeldon left. Not a real backup, at least. I wouldn't trade Philip Lindsay. No,
1: he's he's starting running back, so yeah, I, I wouldn't tr- trade for a backup. But what about Royce? Hmm. If if I was going to give them any running back on the Broncos roster, it would be Devontae Booker. Is he on the roster? He yeah, that? he still is. He's the third running back. Yeah, really? it's because Theo Riddick's hurt. Theo Riddick's hurt right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> surprising. Okay. Um, no, I don't think I don't think they would take a running back. They don't need a receiver either. I think it would have to be on the defensive side of the ball. I think they might need
0: it. I mean, it depends which receiver, but you know.
2: Maybe we could trade Deshaun Hamilton.
0: Do they need Deshaun Hamilton? They have D.D.
1: Westbrook, Chris Conley, and D.J. Chart. Like, all three of them are up and coming.
0: They're Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see with that. Like, that could go either way, though. You know how it is with that. I just Jacksonville
1: juggles through receivers. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, like, I think, I just think, to your Deshaun Hamilton point, like, I think they have three Deshaun Hamiltons already better than Deshaun Hamilton. Like, they're all the same type of receiver.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: that's fair. If you're gonna give him something, you gotta give him something like Tim Patrick, He's a little taller, a little bit lengthier, bigger.
0: Alright, so one more destination we're gonna talk about, the Kansas City Chiefs. Alright, so first off to both of y'all, how realistic is this type of trade for Kansas City? Okay.
2: They they're the type to make bold moves like this, especially in the past few years and okay. I feel like they wanna maximize what they have right now because of Patrick Mahomes. And if Jalen Ramsey's on the defensive side of the ball, this becomes a legitimate
1: Super Bowl, Super Bowl favorite, team. absolutely. Okay,
0: I, I agree with that. It's totally somebody that can saying. cover in their or
1: Josh Gordon. Yeah, or Patriots, a, who's their competitor? They're a Fair. win now team, and this would be a win now move.
0: Yeah, I I think it'd be a great move, especially having like just a star like that, and then having what is it, Kendall Fuller on the other side. I think that's solid. Yeah. As solid as that gets. And you know, this Chiefs defense, I'll be honest, they've looked a little bit suspect throughout these uh, first two games. Not that they've played, you know fantastic teams, but uh, they've, they've definitely looked a little bit suspect. So a uh, Jalen Ramsey would definitely help that squad. It, it would come with a price though, you know, mm-hmm. as, as in, you know, the rest of these teams, but with the chiefs, especially, I don't know how valuable a first one first round pick would be considering they'll always be, you know, 20 to 30 range.
1: Well, this could be more of your, like, I think backup running back situation you talked about it a second ago. So I'm like, I think you could give a first round pick and Lashawn McCoy.
0: Well, LaShawn, of course, hurt, so... I know, but I'm still... Okay. I mean,
1: like, I'd just like as an example of, like, there's more backup running backs and Like, I wouldn't say Kansas City has a starting running back. The caliber of Phillip Lindsey. So... Yeah, and the Chiefs have
2: shown willingness to trade first-round picks very easily with the Mahomes trade and the Frank Clark trade. They don't really care about their first-round picks. And even their first-round picks that they do use, like D4, they traded him away, too, so, like... Yeah, you know, we'll have to see willing, their willingness is very high. We'll see what
0: happens. All right, that's fair.
2: Other breaking news in the NFL, if you consider it breaking, Daniel Jones
1: starting for Eli
0: Manning. That's true. Hey, Jesse, that was your uh, prediction. I was,
1: I was, I was a week off, Simon, to go back and check out our uh, NFL preview if you haven't yet, um, episode two. Yep. Yeah. Our podcast um, I did predict that. Daniel Jones will be starting Week Four for Eli Manning. He's starting Week Three, so I was one week, one week off. So. But yeah, let's talk about Daniel Jones real fast. So, I mean, what's I'm,
0: your reaction to whoops. this? Are you asking my reaction? Yeah. I thought they should have gave Eli Manning one more week. I don't think he had a fair shake. Who did he play in Week Two?
2: Dallas or okay. Buffalo? Buffalo. We played
0: Dallas so Week okay. One, Buffalo Week Two. So, in my opinion, I felt like he played two pretty solid defenses. I, I still think the Cowboys' defense is good. I think Buffalo's defense is low-key good, and they keep them in a lot of their games they have been playing so far this season. So I really don't think Daniel Jones would have done much better. In my opinion, I think that they should have gave Eli Manning more time. There's really no rush here. But I feel like, you know, it's New York, so you got these fans who are, in my opinion, they could be a little bit dramatic and all that, and they, they – they love to either think the best out of something or think the absolute worst. And there's no in-between. So that's where you get very, I don't want to say irrational, but what's the word? What's the word?
2: They're uh, carnivorous. I think they that's are. a solid comparison in <laughs> yeah. New York. No, yeah.
0: I mean, I i want to say they're very decisive, but in a bad way. They're volatile. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I think that pressure is really, that's, that's what's causing this decision, you know, because I... I've heard that you know Daniel Jones or that fans they've been you know chanting his name or whatever or whenever Eli makes a bad play, it's it's came up. So I think it's more you know basically peer pressure or fan pressure than anything. So I I think it's a mistake in my opinion. Did you hear what Pat Shermer had to say about the situation? What?
2: Pat Shermer said this move was more it was more of a plus for Daniel Jones than it was a minus for Eli Manning. So what I took away from that okay. is. It's more about getting the Jones era started. It's more about that than ending the Manning era. Because this team isn't going to compete no. with Manning or without Manning. So regardless of how Manning is played, if you want Daniel Jones to get some experience, why not start him in Week 3?
0: That's fair. Yeah. So what are our expectations, or what do y'all think are expectations for Daniel Jones going into this Week 3 matchup? Who
1: are they playing Week 3?
0: Tampa Bay. This is a winnable game. Yeah, I think yeah. that's
1: a good game to start at. Then uh, expectations going into this week or like the weeks coming. Like, uh, let's go this yes. week and then the weeks coming. Okay, I still don't yeah. think they're gonna beat Tampa Bay. I don't think they'll win. I think Tampa Bay, in primetime against Carolina, showed us that they're they're still like you shouldn't write them off. Like they're still there. Fair. So I think I think Tampa Bay will still win, but I do see I do see a win for Daniel Jones on the horizon. I don't think he'll like go zero and three the next three weeks. I think he'll win one.
2: The next three weeks are versus the Redskins. That's a winnable which, game. The, you could beat the Redskins at home. Possibly. And then it's the Vikings, so and awesome. then it's in New England. Well,
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll give them the I'll give them the I'll give them the Washington game. Then. Well, that's it, though. <laughs> what do you mean? I know. I said go one and three in the next three weeks. Okay, that's I'm gonna be
2: good. honest. This Giants team might only win four games this year. This is a tough four? schedule. They face the NFC North, which. I don't know if they'll beat a single team for the North other than maybe the Lions. I don't That's know. A, the Lions. I don't they think they'll beat the Lions. They obviously play in the NFC East, so they gotta face the Cowboys again no. and the Eagles twice. And then they face the AFC East, which is the Patriots. They might beat the Jets and the Dolphins, but they didn't beat the Bills.
1: So like yeah. if Donald's back then they probably won't beat the Jets either. <laughs> can I say one funny thing? Just observation. Sure. Buffalo is one. Their last two games, both in MetLife Stadium. It's kind of funny. They run in New York City.
0: <laughs> That's true. They do run New York City. They <laughs> run New York State right yeah, now. Actually. They, they, beat, they beat the Jets in week one <laughs>
1: and MetLife. Yeah. And then they beat the Giants and MetLife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't have to go anywhere.
2: Take that, New Yorkers. <laughs> All right.
1: Interesting. All right. Yeah. Let me just give you one last thing before we go on this segment here. Uh, just a quick injury update. Go for it. Sean Jackson, after the next two weeks. Okay. Any impact? Wait, what's the injury? Any, any, uh, it's a hamstring, hamstring issue. injury. He, he got it, He had it prior to the game. Okay. But just, just an update. update. I mean, he's old. It's okay. Yeah,
0: it's the Eagles expensive. are still a good team. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They still got receivers out there. Aguilar yeah. and all them boys. am definitely really back to so the. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, hey. So that's the end of this segment. Next, we're gonna talk about college football, and then after that, I'll hopefully talk a little bit about baseball. We'll be back after this. All right, y'all. Welcome back. It's me and Jesse here. We're going to be talking about college football. So, Jesse, how about you give me the rundown of, what is it, week three of college yes, football? Yes, week three of college football. All right, out. let's yeah.
1: do it. So, yes, I mean, week three did not have many headlines, I would say. Not many headlines in college football. I think really just one upset that we can talk about, I mean, the Citadel, Beat Georgia Tech. I was talking to you about this earlier, and you said, and I agree with you, the fact that like the Citadel usually does something like this, so it's not like a huge, huge thing. Like the Citadel beat, yeah. I forgot who they beat a few years ago, but they beat a big team. Was it Ohio State?
0: No, I don't think it was Ohio State. I feel like it'd be a bigger deal if it was Ohio State. I think, I think it might have been someone of that caliber. I was gonna say like Florida State. I thought they beat Florida State. Oh, for sure. I don't know. But anyway, the Citadel has beaten Division
1: One. FBS teams before. so True. While it is an upset, it's not crazy.
0: No, not at um,
1: all. Yeah, I think other than that, there's not much more. I mean, Clemson won. All the top yeah. teams won. Yeah. It was a pretty um,
0: simple week of college football. Yeah, there wasn't,
1: it. A, wasn't a bunch that happened. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in college game days, go into Athens, Georgia this week. Ooh. Uh, Notre Dame, Georgia games be pretty big. Okay. So that'll be a fun one to watch going into week week three or week four here yeah week do we forward. want
0: to talk about the game real quick sure all right okay so here because I saw some things people actually think Notre Dame's gonna beat Georgia I don't think like I don't that. think so either. I yeah. think I think Jake Fromm plays well in
1: primetime games and I think oh, yeah. I think he's gonna play great here I think he's really gonna step up I mean he's been having not the year that everyone thought from Jake Fromm. I mean, he's still having a good year, but yeah, yeah. not the year he expected or anyone expected. But I think he'll step up in this situation, in this big game. And I think Georgia will win. i really do. I,
0: I believe that, too. And I don't credit Jake Fromm not playing as well this season to him. It's mostly just the play calling. Because this is how Georgia always been. They always have great running backs. DeAndre yeah. Swift, has. he's in the Heisman race right now. Yeah. He's, go, he's playing well. And, you know, I mean, why, why fix what's not broken, you know? Jake Fromm, he'll show up when you need him to. Yeah. I'll be honest, I think I could see Georgia blowing out Notre Dame this game.
1: I don't know about a blowout, but I think I think they can be a fourteen point favorite. Is that a blowout to you? No. I don't think okay. I don't, I I don't think, it's, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a fourteen point game.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. See I could see that too. I could see that for sure. But hey, honestly, I'm gonna just be real. I don't think Notre Dame's ready. They weren't ready for primetime last year, so why do you think they'll be ready this year? Yeah, I don't so, think
1: I don't think Notre Dame can do either. No, really they, don't. They have a, I think, a sophomore quarterback, Ian Book. Uh junior quarterback. Junior quarterback, Ian Book. I mean, yeah. still, I don't think he can keep up with Jake Brown.
0: No, definitely not. That yeah. whole team, they, they can't keep up with Georgia. There's no way. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think this should be a must win. Or I want to say a must win. Well, I guess every game is a must win, but I think <laughs> this is a game that, like, you know, kind of see how good this Georgia team really is. Because they have talent, but I don't think Notre Dame's mm-hmm. all that.
1: Yeah, I think... I think because Georgia hasn't been super flashy right now, they're still flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah. But I still think they'll make the college football playoff. I think they will okay. play in, in the playoffs, so. Okay. All
0: right. That's fair. Yeah. Um,
1: right. I think, and then before, just having more, before we go on to our Heisman candidates, just wanted to throw this out there. It came out this weekend that a little bit crossover, we're going to talk about baseball in a little bit, but a little bit of crossover in baseball and football here at college football. Fenway Park, so the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Green Monster Baseball Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, uh, host, starting in 2020, host a, a bowl game. That's a college football bowl game, it's going to be cool, yeah. Is um, there a name yet? Uh, they don't have a name for the bowl game yet, okay. but um, it is going to feature a team from the ACC, so, and then they're going to play a team from the American Conference. So you could see teams like Miami playing Houston. Like, that's what I could see. That's, as right that now. might actually be a match matchup. Navy could play in this game. Can
0: they?
1: Yeah, Navy's in, Navy's in American. I thought they were independent. No, that is Army. Oh, Army right. Navy is in the American. Okay, okay. So you can have other games like I don't know, like even if even if Florida doesn't have a good year. No, Florida's in the SEC. My bad. Florida State. <laughs> yeah. Florida State could play in a game like this. Could be Florida State Navy, which would be a good matchup. Just like I think it's gonna be cool to see. Fenway Park is an historical park for baseball. Oh, yeah. Lots of history has been made there. I think it'd be really cool to see see uh, football crossover into
0: there. I think it's be really cool. For sure, yeah. I think that'd be dope as long as as it's not like a you know. Oakland Raiders stadium type of, <laughs> type of thing
1: if you've looked at Fenway Park it's not the biggest baseball stadium especially with that green
0: green wall wow. out there but yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how it is I think it's gonna be fun I think it's gonna be cool that's see that's just an interesting setup to me I think it'll be dope but like we'll, we'll just have to see how it's set up yeah first, so we'll you know? see
1: 2020 so that would be this next bowl season coming up well Ooh. possibly depending upon the name of the bowl it might be next year we'll see
0: okay all right But all right so Next up, we're going to talk about Heisman candidates, and so far we've, we've been through a couple of weeks of college football. So, Jesse, who are your top three Heisman candidates in order?
1: Yes. Yeah, so in order, my uh, going into week four, I have Jalen Hurts, going uh-huh. the way, Oklahoma quarterback, uh, Tua, okay, Alabama quarterback, yeah, and then my third is Jonathan Taylor, running back for Wisconsin. Ooh. All
0: right. So I'm actually here. I'll tell you mine real quick. So I got I got Jalen Hurts. After that. I'm going to surprise myself a little bit. Right now, I'll have Justin Fields. Okay. And then I'll, I'll say Tua Tagovailoa in that third spot right now. Okay. So that's, that's mine. So Jalen Hurts, I mean, it's obvious, right? Absolutely. He uh, has over 800 passing
1: yards, over 200 rushing yards. You know, like, eight total touchdowns, something like that. I heard, saw a headline come out this week that's like what, what like, what can't Jalen do? Fair. He has weapons all around him in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma, and I just, yeah, I just think it's obvious he's number one right now, and I don't think, I think it'll take quite an effort to dethrone him.
0: Hey, I agree. Only thing really about, you know, Jalen Hurts is, you know, the level of competition, because he played against teams like South Dakota State, um, UCLA, which is absolutely terrible. Chip Kelly's got to be fired after this season. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, that's that's a given. We'll see if he UC- even gets a high school job. Oh yeah, UCLA sucks, to be honest. Like it's it's an embarrassment right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising that Jalen Hurts ripped them apart.
1: They did they did play Houston first game of the season, so I mean okay. we gotta give them that they have they played a decent team.
0: So Houston's probably the best team that
1: they've played, played so far, but yeah. they're gonna get another Big Twelve schedule and they'll they'll play some good competition. Oh yeah. We'll
0: hey, I'm I'm still looking forward towards that Oklahoma and Texas game. That's that's mm-hmm. gonna be the one to watch. Yeah, you no, know, that'll that'll have some implications. Yeah, that'll be a big one. But yeah, I think Jalen Hurts, that's an obvious one. So, all right, how, so we got two, uh, you know, two two for you, and then three for me. How about you tell me why he's number two or why he's so close to Jalen Hurts right now?
1: I mean, he's just he's a, he's a winner. I mean, Boy, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. His, I look at his stats earlier today. I think he's thrown like. Well, he's thrown seven touchdowns this year, and no interceptions yet. So he has no interceptions. He has over a thousand yards passing. I mean, he just picked up where he left off last year. I think he has over like 80 touchdowns in his career in his three years passing. I mean, obviously the Heisman Trophy is not a, year, uh, a career thing, but like right. even for this year, I think I think he's number two. I think he's gonna throw. I think he's gonna throw over 45 touchdowns and under five interceptions. I'm gonna say like that's fair. I think he has a chance to win it as well. I think yeah, he's second right now. I think the only thing he's lacking is the mobility of Jalen Hurts. Okay. That's fair. Um, but I think he's a better passer.
0: Oh, yeah. I think, you know, is looking really good. I know he threw for five touchdowns against, uh, what was it, South Carolina this last week? Yeah, yeah South Carolina. And that's a good squad, too. But five touchdowns, that's the first time. Well, actually, yeah, it's the first time an Alabama quarterback has done that since Tua himself, actually. I think he's the first Alabama quarterback to throw five touchdowns, like, you know, in two separate games. Mm-hmm. Which is kinda of crazy because they've had some dudes come through, you know, not I mean, you know, not not the greatest, but they've I mean, definitely had some guys. K. Jim Caron, like. Karen, yeah, he had a great college career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could throw in Joe Namath after That was, <laughs> that. That was a long time. I mean, no, I can't exciting. think of any other Alabama quarterback right now, to be honest. Maybe Jalen Hurts, actually. Yeah, but he never got his shot there really. I don't think he got his chance. I mean he had like a year and a almost two years. Nah, a year and a You're in a quarter. (laughs) That's still it. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But hey, I still think that's impressive. Uh, I really only have him at number three because I have Justin Fields at number two. And it's a very uh, tentative number two. Don't get me wrong. It's really hard for me to ignore him just because he's been playing so well. Some people are like hating on Jake Fromm though because Justin Fields is playing so well. They're like, "Oh, how come Jake Fromm isn't playing as well as Justin Fields?" Like Georgia, Georgia's stupid. Kirby Smart Just doesn't know what he's like doing. different, different offense. Exactly. Yeah. Different, different style. Yeah. I think Justin Fields, like, he's in position to make more plays than Jake Fromm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like you said earlier, Jake Fromm is
0: handing the ball off
1: more than he's throwing right now. Oh yeah. And that's because okay. hey, it's the recipe for success there. Oh
0: yeah, exactly. I think it's because he has a first round running back or potential first-round running back into Andre Swift, Mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, whatever backup it is to him, he's probably a potential first-round guy in the future anyways. Yeah. So, because that's just Georgia. I think, I really don't think there's any shame for Jake from right here. But Justin Fields has been playing well. Granted, it's been against some scrub teams, but, you know, same with Jalen Hurts and Tua and all that. So we'll just have to see moving forward. If he could maintain this consistency... I, I like Justin Fields to be a legitimate, you know, contender for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. I, I think,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but I think okay. uh, Fields is a sophomore, correct? Yes, a true yes. sophomore. True sophomore. So I don't think he will win it this year. Okay. I think he definitely will win it in the future. Yep. I think he has potential to win it next year or the yep. year after, depending on I just think that, again, Tua and Hurts, I think those two quarterbacks are going to I'll play him this year, but they're both seniors. Well, two a junior, but he's gonna get drafted. Yeah, so. upper class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're upperclass. So I think I think those two have the race at quarterback this year, but definitely Fields is, is the next one in line for that. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think he I think he will win a Heisman yeah. Trophy, just not this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, like I I said at the beginning of the season that Justin Fields he's somebody that I like. Well, okay, he's not somebody that I like, but I like his talent. I like his ability. I don't know about his mentality. Honestly, I think he's still a young guy. He has a lot to learn. So, I'm honestly low key just waiting for him to screw up because I think it will happen. And it's not just on him. Ohio State almost always screws up at least once. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a thing that happens.
1: Yeah. We'll have to see how uh, how Fields does. It. My number three. Okay. I'm talking about him, in my past, Jonathan Taylor, running back for Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, he is playing tremendous right now. Yeah. And he's supposed to. I think. If you had uh, talked to me at the beginning of the, the college football season and you asked me what the number one running back can get drafted, I would have told you Travis Etienne, but that has been overtaken by Jonathan Taylor. I definitely think Jonathan Taylor will be the first running back taken this year in the draft. I think he has, from last year, he has grown into an all-around back. I mean, he's always been a good running back, right. but I think he added the pass-catching ability this year, yeah. um, which makes him just even better. He's, he's the leading scorer in college football right now. For points, really? yes, he has the most points. He has, wow. he had eight total touchdowns in three weeks. He has, okay. he has three receiving, and that would make five rushing. He is the leading scorer in college football right now, and I think I don't. Well, I don't think he will win the Heisman Trophy. I definitely think he has the ability to be a top three, top three
0: candidate. Hey, that's fair. I could see it too. I, I see him creeping up. I see him creeping up. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I've always been kind of high on Jonathan Taylor, but you did say. Well, this wasn't even on the podcast. I don't think it was. We, we were just talking, but we were, you did say that Jonathan Taylor is getting a lot of touches. He's getting used a lot, so we'll have to see how that translates into the NFL. Because you are seeing things like you know happen with Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette, who are mm-hmm. high usage guys. So, we'll, yeah. we'll just have to see. But he's a tremendous player. I'd I'd say I'd have him in my top five if I had to, you know, rehash it out. But yeah. top
1: five Heisman. Candies. Yeah. Oh yeah, Heisman candidates. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely he's number three for me. Yeah,
0: for sure. He's a great player.
1: All right, that's it for our college football segment here, Simon. We'll uh, watch what happens in week four. Yeah, It's going to be a good week of college football. Yeah, it's going to be a great week
0: of college football. A lot of big things that might be happening, mm-hmm. so go stay tuned. We're going to cover that for you all. Yeah. We'll be back after this.
1: Welcome back to The Cycle 365. Me and Cody here are going to talk to you about baseball.
2: Yep. There's a lot going There's only... Twelve days left 12, 12 days in the MLB left. season. As of this recording, there's going to be even less. Yes. When you actually listen to this, well, there will be approximately eight. And there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of big news. Mike Trout' season is done. Yeah, but at the same time, like the Angels weren't doing anything anyway, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> do you think he could still win MVP? Um, forty five home runs. His <sighs> WAR I think is eight points something. I think. And he's the leader of both in the AL.
1: Yeah, I think he could win the AL
2: MVP. So yeah, I think could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in other other news, uh, Mookie Betts just had an MRI on his foot. Yeah, at but times, this doesn't really affect. Boston's not doing anything either. So. Yeah, it doesn't look like Boston will. Yeah. Make a push for the I playoffs. Think, I
1: think the only injury that's concerning right now um, that you have to worry about is Christian Yelich in uh, Minnesota or not Minnesota. Sorry, Milwaukee. <laughs> Close. <laughs> um, but they both start with yeah, that. They and they're right ends. next to each other. So, yeah. <laughs> no weird because they're still they're still like they're still putting a push in, in the National League Central. I mean, like I think they are just on the outside looking in. Yeah, if you really look at it, like I think most, well, in every other division besides the National League Central, the the division leader is a lock in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that's still up in the air is the National League Central with um St. Louis, Chicago, and Milwaukee. But I think this injury to Christian Yelos is going to hurt, hurt Milwaukee. I mean, sure, they still have Ryan Braun. He's been playing ridiculous, but... Lights out. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you lost the MVP from last year. Like, Christian Yelos was the National League MVP last year, and you lost him. I think, I think Milwaukee will still win at least three more games, but I think they're going to slowly just drop out. Because and, of this injury. Uh, and I mean, this is, I'm not going to rule out Milwaukee,
2: especially because they have a solid team other than Jelic, but at the same time, they're yeah. behind the Cubs and the Nationals right now who are fully healthy heading into this final stretch, and the Cubs can even make a push for the Central because they, they face could. the Cardinals.
1: They could. Um, I think, yeah, and if you don't know, Christian Yelich's injury was a shattered kneecap, so I mean, just done. he's done for done. He's just done. So even if <laughs> they made the playoffs, they wouldn't. Yeah, so, um, and I think, I think if you really look back last year at Milwaukee's push, it was, Solely on the shoulders of
2: Christian Yelich. Yeah, the, the, he was the reason that they were on fire and that they did anything in the yeah. playoffs to begin yeah. with. Yes,
1: so I think. No, I think just losing that piece is going to be going to be big moving forward. So, all in all, I think my evaluation of Milwaukee is not going to be played. Yeah.
2: So, do you have the Nationals and the Cubs being the wild card teams? Um, I the think. ML, or do you I think do. the Cubs will overtake the Cardinals? No, the I think
1: the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals will win it. I think the Cardinals will win the Central, and then you have the Nationals, and Chicago in what car? All right, and for the AL, it's... It's basically just a three-team three, three team race with, between Oakland, Tampa Bay, and Cleveland. And
2: Cleveland is still semi competing for the Central and the AL. They're, they are five games behind the Twins. Uh, yeah, five but... games is tough.
1: I think, I just think, I think the Twins will make sure that they win that. They haven't won in a while, so. Yeah. I think they're gonna. And they're it,
2: gonna it looks like it. the Yankees and definitely the Astros are gonna win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their the, division.
1: The, like I said just a few minutes ago, I think besides the National or the National League Central, I think every other division's division leader is a lock. Yeah. At, at the champion or
2: winning that division. Well, I mean, the Yankees and the Astros are about to win 100 games. Yeah. The Dodgers are probably gonna win 100 games. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to not win your division if you win. Yeah. 100 games.
1: I think they're gonna win it. Well, I mean, we can talk about this too. Two teams have clinched their division in LA. The Dodgers have clinched their division in Atlanta. The Braves—they've also clinched the division. So there's no um, really no races there. Well, okay, so there's i huge just I don't believe really, it, but they
2: don't. There's huge—the Nationals and the Cardinals are playing each other in a series, and this could affect the wild, the wild card race and the division race in the NL. I just think because well, if the Nationals drop two of these games, that puts the Brewers right back in it. You have to yeah. look at who is facing who down the stretch. At the
1: same time, though, I don't think Milwaukee will win. Win enough games. I think they're gonna lose. That's why. I, think
2: they're I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see, right? It's it's all up to speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to choose, like from from a fan perspective of who you want to watch, October baseball, who you want to watch for October baseball, what wild card matchup do you want to see in the NL, and what wild card matchup do you want to see in the I think I'll just start with
1: AL, I think, I definitely want Oakland and then the American League uh, Absolutely. block card, I mean, if they were in any other division, they would be winning it. Yeah. Just the fact that the Yankees won almost 100 games, like, Oakland still won 90 games, so I think I definitely want to see Oakland, and uh, I would like to see Tampa Bay, because I haven't seen Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay hasn't had a chance at the playoffs in 12 years, I'm going to say, since they, since they win in Tropicana Field. And then and then you say, they haven't had a shot. So I think I think I would want to see Oakland and Tampa Bay. I just
2: I feel like the Indians with all the experience that they have on that roster can make a bigger push in the overall AL. So that's why I personally would rather see the Indians. Yeah, so Indians in, in the wild card. Indians and the Indians athletics, athletics. The athletics, of course. And yeah. Oakland's been an entertaining team to watch, especially near the the end of this year. Yeah. They're they're not letting people hit. Mm-hmm. And they're they're hitting dingers. I mean, okay, every team is hitting dingers yeah. this year in the MLB. But yeah. Oakland is just doing it at the right time, and they're doing it smart. They're not hitting as many solo blasts as a lot of these other teams are. Mm-hmm. They're getting runners on base, and they're playing more fundamental baseball.
1: Yeah, I think, just back to your question, though, like, as a fan, I want to see Tampa Bay. Okay. That's why. Be- because of, because of the draft. The underdog.
2: Yeah, that's the underdog right. story. And, and they do have the lead right now.
1: Oh yeah, by a game and, in, and a half over in the wild
2: card. Correct.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so we'll have to see how that pans out. That's what I want. And Now in the uh, the National League, that's tough. I would, I would like to see St. Louis first of all win the division, because I think St. Louis has the best chance to push.
2: Yeah, which is weird because just a few months ago they were under 500.
1: I know, which is fun to watch. But again, it's just like I like as baseball, like you know, baseball is kind of a boring sport. So we want to see the exciting parts, right? Yeah. yeah. so Let's, let's see. Let's go. Same, same baseball. Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. All right. All right. So that brings us down to really just the Nationals,
2: Cubs, and the Brewers is probably what I would say. I
1: personally think it would be really fun to see Chicago play Milwaukee because that's a, in a divisional rival. I think it would be crazy for one game. They're close together. I think the stadium would be absolutely insane. It'd be electric. Yeah. Um, especially if they're playing it at. In Chicago,
2: oh, in yeah. regular Field. It, I didn't think. he sold out?
1: Yeah, it, oh, absolutely. So I think it would be really cool to see those two teams play. I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think Milwaukee will make it. I think it's going to be Chicago and Washington. But to answer your question, I would like to see Chicago and Milwaukee. I completely
2: agree, <laughs> I, as a baseball fan, that Chicago and Milwaukee would be a heck of a game to watch. Yeah, And Milwaukee, they're still playing quality baseball, you know, and the Cubs, they they're relevant now, so yeah. it, it'd be good to see that. At the same time, so I, that would be my ideal situation. However, I think it'll be hilarious if the Nationals make the playoffs without Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper's watching them <laughs> from his couch. In yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs>
1: Philadelphia does, they don't make it. Uh, yeah. That's yeah.
2: Cool. So that basically wraps up Jesse and I's expectations for the rest of the MLB yeah, season. I mean, it's
1: only going to be, when you listen to this podcast, eight, eight games left, so I think it's going to be a... A drive or a grind down down the stretch. It's okay. going to be fun to watch. Like, if you if you like baseball, even if you don't like baseball, you just like sports in general. Like, tune into October baseball is some of the best baseball or best sports in general, really. Absolutely, and and this final push in September, this is the tightest
2: the race has been in since I can remember. Yeah. I mean, all these teams are within one or two games of each other for the wild card, and there's they're good teams. They're all it's good, not yeah. a team sneaking in. That's gonna just be one and done. Yeah. Or if they win the wild card game, they're gonna get swept. No, these, all these wild card teams could potentially make a push in the playoffs. Yeah, is
1: my belief. Yeah. So tune into, a, tune into the wild card push. We'll call that. We'll call it that the, the last, wild card push. The last two weeks because of the division card. is basically done. Yeah, the divisions, <laughs> done. So,
2: the divisions have been decided. So let's
1: tune in this wild card push and see what happens.
2: Yeah, and you'll definitely hear our reactions in the future as far as who made the wild cards, and then we'll be talking October
0: baseball for sure in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. All right, y'all, so that'll be it for episode four of The Cycle 365. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Simon Villanoes. I'm Jesse Boone, and uh, Cody had to dip out, but you know he's here. <laughs> yeah, he, he was here, but... Hey. He's here in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Check us out on social media. Links should be down below. Also, check out our website that is up and running and has all the podcasts we have so far. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the description. So thank you for rocking with us. Check out the links below. Peace. Hey, guys.
1: Jesse here from your uh, favorite podcast, The Cycle365. Um, If you tuned in last week, I started this segment of my three videos of the week. So uh, this week I will give them to you. Um, If you want to check out something funny, watch uh, Mississippi State's quarterback, Garrett Schrader, get helicoptered nine feet in the air. Yes, it was nine feet. They they measured it. So check that one out for funny. If you want to see the best play of the week, watch Najee Harris running back for the Alabama Crimson Tide. He just runs through like eight people and goes to the end zone. And then if you wanna watch the fail of the week, check out the uh Iowa, Iowa State game. Iowa State was gonna get a chance to win the game and one of their kick uh punt return people just ran into the returner and yeah, just watch it. It's it's pretty bad. It is the fail of the week. Yeah, these videos will be on our website, as Simon said. Check the links down below. Check out the videos.